2: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fannick, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated.
0: Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 489. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening once again. Great to have your company. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we talk to Samsung Australia Vice President Gary McGregor about the new Galaxy S22 range of smartphones which have just been announced. Apple is going to update its tags to prevent unwanted tracking of people, and two-thirds of Australians dating online are running background checks. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the new Audio-Technica earphones, which take bass and battery to the next level. We'll also take a look at Hi-Pop's portable lighting solution, so you can look your best on camera. And Samsung has also released the new Galaxy Tab S8 tablet as well. And we'll be answering all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Samsung have just unveiled the new Galaxy S22 range of smartphones. And I've got to say, it's pretty much what we expected. The S22, 6.1 inch display, the S22, 6.6 inches. And the S22 Ultra, which is 6.8 inches. And the Ultra, of course, uh, absorbing a lot of those features, as we, as expected, of the Note, including the S Pen. But these devices, I think, uh, again, kind of pushing the, the bounds of performance. They're really designed to allow you to work from home, to, to, to work anywhere, I should say, uh, to keep yourself entertained and also communicate, stay connected. And also, of course, the other big tentpole feature of every smartphone is the camera. And we're going to be talking to Gary McGregor in a moment about the, about the, the launch and what we can expect. But uh, I think with this new series of devices, always the Galaxy S series always focus on camera capabilities, and this is no exception. What they've done, though, they've really gone hard and improved the night photography. And I think we can all accept the fact that Phones really do a pretty good job during the day in good light. So even even a, a budget phone can take a decent photo. The, I think the area that we're all, that all these companies are trying to improve is the situation in low light, in, in, for, for low light photography, and, and, and especially at night. Now, how many times have you seen this beautiful, this beautiful city skyline or, or some, some view at night, and try, and then you think, I'm going to take a photo of that, and the result has not matched what you can see. I think that's kind of what Samsung's going after here, is being able to take an image of what you can see and for it to be represented and displayed in the same way that your eye is seeing this. There's some great side-by-side comparisons on our, on our video, on our story on Tech Guide, if you want to check them out. But uh, I think they've really, they've gone a long way to improve that. And th- that includes, there's larger sensors, larger uh, artificial intelligence at work. And the, the results are remarkable. It is, it is incredible seeing that the color and the detail, they can, can be found in these photos where previously a photo just would have just shown mainly darkness and none, none of that detail at all. So yeah, the camera, something I'm really looking forward to using in my review. The S22 Ultra has also inherited a great camera system as well. Four cameras on the S22 Ultra. And it does have a 100x zoom. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. The S22 and S22 Plus have 30x zoom. Uh, so yeah, camera, again, big tick for these new devices and it's something that customers look for. It's really one of those the, one of those things. Design-wise, they have been a little bit more refined from last year and of course the S22 Ultra kind of has its own design language. It's it stepped away from the S22 and S22 Plus in, ter- in terms of the, the overall design. The S22 Ultra has a different uh, camera system, has a different shape. So I think it's really become the S22. The beauty of this this model is the fact that, yes, you're getting the great camera, Yes, you're getting the great performance of Note, and you're also getting the S-Pen, which fits inside the chassis. That's that's the true Note feature, having that S-Pen, and a lot of customers are very happy that uh, Samsung has finally introduced a new device that has the S-Pen included. So uh, yeah, very, very happy customers, and uh, as we'll hear from Gary, a lot of people are really pleased with that, and uh, pre-orders have already begun, and I'm pretty sure they're going to favor that uh, that device as well. Uh, performance-wise, you're looking at, again, going to the next level. These are the first ever Galaxy devices with four nanometer processors on all of them. And this that sort of processing power is what uh, provides the artificial intelligence and machine learning processing that, that goes on in the background, as well as being able to provide the, the computational power for streaming, photography, and all your productivity needs as well. Uh, we're going to see that also. Uh, in terms of the the colours, I, I, I really uh, think that they've they've introduced some nice colours in the range. The what caught my eye was there's a couple of colours that caught my eye in the S Note, the S twenty two Ultra is the burgundy colour and the green colour. I quite like those. But then, but there is of course Phantom White, Phantom Black. I uh, think I think there's also a pink gold colour among there as well. And pre-orders have already started. They are. Uh, some pretty generous offers, I think. I think what Samsung would like you to do and the telcos is to trade up. So even if you've got a Galaxy S21 you'll find that if you trade that in, you'll get a generous uh, generous amount of money to put towards uh, the S22. So maybe check with your telco to see if that's a possibility, but also going through Samsung themselves, they even accept multiple trade-ins. So if you have a couple of old Galaxy phones or any phone, I think they're, they're, they'll consider it. The pre-order offers also include things like a, a free tablet, free watches, trade-in bonuses. All of those details are on Tech Guide. pricing-wise the same as last year starting at 1249 for the S22 1549 for the S22 plus starting from and starting from 1849 for the S22 ultra but to hear more let's have a uh, let's have a listen to uh, our chat with Samsung Australia vice president for IT and mobile Gary McGregor Gary, welcome once again to the Tech Guide Podcast. You're becoming a regular. I love it. It's a privilege to be here every time, Stephen. Well, every time you uh, release some smartphones, and that's becoming quite often nowadays, we uh, always love to have you on the show, and we're, of course, talking about the new S22 range. So how exciting.
1: Tell us, what, are we, what can we expect? We can expect three new models of S22, uh, the S22, the S22 Plus, and the one that should excite everyone the most is the S22 Ultra. Well, let's start there, shall we? The S22 Ultra is, and I've been writing about this for months,
0: the the phone that's going to kind of inherit, can we say, the note features, S-Pen,
1: so uh, there's not going to be any more notes, but the S22 Ultra is picking up the mantle, is that right? That's exactly right. We are... it's a combination of the best of S-Series. And remember, for Samsung, S-Series is always pioneering the latest and greatest technology, particularly around camera, around processing speed, and around power. That is and design. The, the number one feature and reason people bought Note was for the S Pen. So to integrate the S Pen into our flagship S Series device is really bringing the best of both worlds together. And it's not a, it's not a new Note and it's not an extension of S Series. It's almost a new category all on its own. Yeah,
0: so you're getting the great camera that the S Series provides and the S Pen and all the other note features. So that's kind of be the, how are you expecting that to perform? Are people going to suddenly discover that they require all this power? Is that
1: that what you found during the the pandemic period? People are going for premium, is that right? The the pandemic's been absolutely fascinating because our our relationship that we foster with technology has evolved so much. And our insights tell us that 44% of people are now buying premium devices because they're working from home. Nearly 30% of them use it as a form of escapism. But what I would say is it's almost people have caught up with technology. Technology is obviously, we, at Samsung, we push the boundaries of innovation. And sometimes you could feel as though, were we too far ahead of society? This time around, the last two years in particular, uh, we've seen a massive sales bias towards premium and what we would term as ultra premium products. So these products around $1,800, $2,000, just because people are putting more of their discretionary income and importance into the ability to be productive, but. Also Also to give them that sense of escapism as well, so we expect the ultra this time around to perform incredibly well, as did the S21 Ultra. Because we have tended to
0: lean into our technology in the last couple of years, and and that's a great example. You mentioned the phones are people can help be stay productive, and then but also be able to play that game or watch that bit of content so they can take take a break. But so let's let's talk also about the S22. Uh, So what's that? A six point one inch screen. It is S twenty two plus is six point six correct, and then the six point eight for the ultra. That's right. So, and, and you, you, this is obviously premium flagship device, and. Camera is normally normally the focus uh, pardon the pun of the, of the <laughs> device but uh, you 've also invented or you've uh, i 'll ask you about that in a second but that photography and particularly night photography is
1: is mm-hmm. the focus here so wh- what 's the word no, is it nightography that you <laughs> well done absolutely nightography is very much a Samsung term but i 'm hoping it sticks no, I think it should stick and w- what we 've meant by that is I think daylight photography on smartphones we 've really pushed the Boundaries to the point where I think that's saturated. Yeah, we yeah. we can all. I'm a terrible photographer, but these smartphones can make me look really really good. Uh, however, low light conditions and nighttime in particular. We're, we're nocturnal animals as well as as daylight as well. And with this device, we're always connected. So as such, for us in Samsung, we view the next big battleground as being. Mm night photography or low-light photography and being able to get those really sharp, crisp images the same way that you see them with the human eye. So many of us are disappointed when you see something spectacular, an amazing sunset or nighttime shot, and then when you take it on your phone, it doesn't quite match. Mm. So we've made sure that particularly all of our range from the S22 all the way through to the Ultra have the best low-light cameras included. And cameras of course that
0: that 's a real sales point isn 't it people people don 't buy Samsung phones because they make good phone calls and send good text messages is because of the cameras but also to the display quality
1: uh, battery life too so to, to talk about battery performance is that, in, is that taking another leap here? It's taken a massive leap there's two parts to that there's uh, the ability to look at battery capacity but similarly so with uh, the Ultra for example it's 5000 milliamp hours. with the Plus it's 4500 and with uh, the S22 it's 3700 but great having a big battery however how efficient is your device and what we have this time around for the first time is a four nanometer processor so essentially everything is moving through that device a lot faster it's intuitive again what have we learned over the pandemic we have no patience we, we want to access things it's gotta immediately. Be now, it's got to be now. It's yeah. got to be immediately. So we've got a device now that will work with you and how you choose to use your technology, and it's backed up by the best. So you will comfortably get more than a day out of the battery on any one of those yeah. three models. So it's created this efficiency, the whole, the whole thing. It's a efficiency,
0: great one. And obviously the operating system and everything's working hand-in-hand, hand, I'm assuming. so. That's right. The, so full day. I think battery life has been pretty good. But you're saying it's going to be even better now with this, the new processor and all of that efficiency. That's right. How hard is it to now impress a customer? Customers have very high expectations now and every year Samsung has the challenge of saying, right, well, how can we make this already
1: great device even better? It is, absolutely. And customer is king. You're absolutely right. And it's our responsibility to create that urgency and that need. I think it's a combination of... Yeah, the mobile, the smartphone technology is is evolving and people are more informed about the technology that they use. But also we spend a lot of time here in Australia working with our carrier partners to make sure these devices do have the fastest 5G and they're optimized for the the rather unique topography of, of Australia and how you travel around to make sure these devices continue to hug the network. So with every generation as a consumer, you see a marked improvement and it's also about making the the offers as compelling as possible and creating a a reason to to upgrade and with this time around we will have some very very compelling offers in market to almost ask Australians to really look into Maybe I can upgrade maybe the time mm. is now to upgrade, and I don't think there's been a better time to upgrade your smartphone to the s twenty two than now you mentioned 5g I think customers are getting getting the message with 5g I think is that is that ever been a reason for them to upgrade They want to be with the latest. It has been, absolutely. There's obviously been a big push from the the carriers and experience and it's no different for us and obviously streaming content is, is critical and that ability, is, as I touched on earlier, we're just so impatient. So 5G has been a phenomenal, uh, phenomenally big reason as to why people yeah. want to upgrade.
0: Now I know there are a lot of existing Samsung customers and they're no doubt looking forward to the release of the new devices but is it still an objective to try to lure people away from an iPhone is that, is that still is that still helping one of one be company's objective to try to win
1: more customers to to your platform yeah i Absolutely. Uh, we, if you look at premium smartphone sales in the Australian market, uh, between us and Apple, 99% of premium smartphone sales are between two brands. Mm-hmm. So it's very it's very simple to see where you're going to get growth from. Mm-hmm. And there there's different approaches that we're taking. But we're also mindful that to move your mobile operating system these days is, is more considered than moving your bank account. Yeah. So there's just yeah. that that fear. So for us at Samsung, we've worked incredibly hard to make sure that we give you the the ultimate peace of mind, the ability to to switch yeah. smartphone, and we we have smart switches and application that essentially sucks all the data off your your old device onto your new device and then also to give you that peace of mind as well to make sure all your applications and everything are optimized. So yeah, switching is a serious consideration for us and it's one that we, we encourage consumers to almost look into what is my alternative because openness and an open platform is, is critical, I think, when we start to look at connecting more and more devices. Uh, ecosystem is a big term, and we at Samsung firmly believe that that openness and you being in control rather than someone telling you what to do is, is critical. And what about launch windows? We're talking, uh, is it early March that we're going to see the products in market? That's correct. Fourth of March is launch day. However, pre-orders will begin on the 10th of February. It's a little bit later this year. Was it last year that you had a January launch?
0: That's right. So, does that, so it's, a, it's what, a 14-month difference? Is it, what, does that have, have any effect on uh, your sales or the, the windows of release? or what, why, why the delay this year?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't term it as a delay. I view it more as when the products are, are ready okay. to to launch. We obviously had the, the S21 Fan Edition launch on the, the second week of, of January this time around. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we keep those... Those windows of when smartphones launch because I think consumers were getting into the habit of an S-series launch and then in six months time we would have what has now become a foldable launch and then there's a few A-series and other products. We try and allow clear windows for each of these products to come to market and this was the, the next available window so yeah we're, we're confident that the momentum that we drive from, from sales of this from 4th of March onwards will continue for many months on.
0: Well, I myself are looking forward to getting my hands on the S22 Ultra. I've already told the guys that I'm a big Note fan, so uh, that's what the one I'll be getting I to. I thought you would like that, Steve. <laughs> Gary, always a pleasure to chat,
1: mate. Thank you for your time today. I appreciate the time too. Thank you very much.
2: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
0: Now, Apple have uh, are about to issue an update to their AirTags. Now, anyone who who knows what the air tags are the these are little devices that are used to track our personal belongings so if you say you can put them on a key ring to track you, you know, if you, you if you lose your keys or you can fit one on your on inside a backpack or into your suitcase so it does give you the option of attaching them to devices and, and your personal belongings to uh, be able to locate them on Apple's find my network. Uh, the issue, though, is that there have been cases where these devices, the AirTags, have been used to track people, and sometimes or without their knowledge. Uh, the What happens in this situation, say, for example, someone slipped an AirTag into my backpack or in my car or something like that, and my iPhone, if it's pinging that AirTag that doesn't belong to me, It'll say to you, it'll say there is there is a, a an air tag detected near you. And it'll only give you that notification if your phone has pinged it a certain number of times in different locations. That means it's it's track it's tracking you. It's it's with near you or on your bag or on your person. Uh, so this has been it might sound a little bit creepy because it is, but the it gives you so, say I borrow my friend's car. And they, their key has an AirTag on it. So if I'm driving their car around, I'm going to get this notification as well. But I, I know why, that, why I'm getting that notification, because this happens to be on their car keys and I've got an iPhone and it's pinging the Find My network and saying, AirTag near you, AirTag near you, which is how it's supposed to work. But what Apple has done, and, and Apple, to their credit, they were the first Ever the the first company to proactively have that active system on their Find My network. So uh, there are others that that you just track them and that they ha- they are oblivious to it. But Apple's the first ever proactive system, the Find My network, to track to tell people, alert people of unwanted tracking. Uh, so what what happened? What's happening now? If you that there will be an update issued shortly that will link Apple IDs to AirTags, and that in the case of you finding an AirTag that's tracking you or detected near you, you can find the owner of that AirTag because every AirTag has a unique serial number and and, uh, their paired AirTags are associated with an Apple ID, so now what's going to happen is, well, first of all, that the, uh, the alert will be triggered sooner. So you'll know faster whether there's an air tag detected near you. But also, too, Apple says it's been working with law enforcement on these air tag-related issues. And these incidents, while they're rare, the incidents of misuse... Each, ins- each issue, each instance is still a concern. So there, there needs to be something done. Now, Apple says it has already partnered with law enforcement on some cases where the information the that Apple provided, into uh, i.e. the Apple ID and the person's identity, was successfully used to trace the air tag back to the offender who was then charged. So I think... Uh, Bottom line is this is going to open up, it's going to be easier to identify an air tag so that uh, it'll, it will allow people, if they do find them, to easily find out who it belongs to and that person could uh, could be in serious trouble. Uh, again, I think uh, great, great idea, but there are some people who take use it for the wrong reasons, and I think this is really going to uh, flush out those people. Uh, this this move was, by the way, has also been applauded by the National Network to End Domestic Violence and the National Center for Victim of Crime in the U.S. And uh, the, those cases I spoke about, I'm assuming happened in the U.S. So Apple's an American company, but I think the this has will set a precedent so that people will be able to trace back exactly who that AirTag belongs to. So yeah, if you have got an AirTag, keep an eye out for a, a an update to the software because fair enough, you're gonna it's, it's okay if you want to you track your your belongings, but. If you're going to track people without their knowledge, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. If you want to read a little bit more about that, of course, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Uh, online romance in the 21st century. Don't you love it? Now, if you are currently on your dating apps and online dating. And I'm recording this on Valentine's Day, so I think it's appropriate. Last week, we spoke about the potential for people to be scammed uh, with with uh, dating apps and things. What we're talking about now is that two-thirds of Australians who are on dating apps and dating websites are also online detectives. So two-thirds are conducting searches for information about their matches. So it's uh, it's it's off, off to the races. If you match with someone, uh, two-thirds of you are Googling them. They're looking them up. And this practice is called online creeping. Now, have you done this? Have you matched with someone and thought, mm, you know what, maybe not for me? If you've done that, you're not alone because the – there's a there's a huge a, a large percentage uh, that have since they went and searched online. They've since turned their back on their on their prospective date because the information they came across wasn't the best. So uh, it was a bit of an awkward outcome for those potential encounters. Now, online creeping includes. Searches on social media, that's 38% of people, according to the Norton Cyber Safety Insights Report. Searches on professional networking sites, like your LinkedIn, 21% did that. Finding their friends or family members on social media, that's 15% of people did that. But get this, 8% ran a professional background check. No mucking around there. So... Uh, This is despite the fact that 66% of Australians claim that they take active steps to hide their online footprint. But these people have been uh, have been able to find enough personal information that's been posted about them or by them that it's resulted in them being dumped. But you know what? In all seriousness, online creeping does go beyond just single people investigating their potential partner 25% of Australians who've been in a romantic relationship are using their technology to check either on their current partner or an ex-partner online without their knowledge and without their consent. And it is significantly higher among younger Australians, 18 to 39s, they accounted for 41%, while Australian age 40 or over, it was just 14%. But you know what the surprising thing is that 21% of young Australians think and you you got to admit this is like a type of cyber stalking a lot of the those younger Aussies 21% of them think that this is okay it's harmless no 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 foul no no crime 30% they don't and they said they don't care if they've stalked being stalked online they don't really they don't care about that so but it does expose though, a few things about how well we are uh, handling our online privacy there's a lot of a uh, lot of issues to get through here i think uh, a lot of australians uh that were surveyed were alarmed about the the amount of information there is about them online um, and four in five saying they want to do more to protect it so it's really important i think what we uh, take notice of the fact that we do leave a digital footprint, an online footprint, and that we really need to take precautions there. Because it could be, you never know who's looking at that information. Forget the fact it might be a potential online date. It could be a cyber criminal stalking that exact same information. So I think... Um We've really got to be vigilant there. There are some tips and uh, and things you can do to see if you uh, if you are if you do feel like someone's checking up on you. There's things you can to you can do to check if there's say been stalkerware installed on your phone. So there are ways you can take precautions, but. Uh, I think that, yeah, we're a very cautious bunch out there now, especially when it comes to romance. I guess that we, you know, we don't, back in the day, uh, years ago before the internet, we never had that luxury of being able to do a Google search and see what sort of person that we're about to date. Uh, today, of course, there's a different story. And that's kind of the procedure, I think, now. It's that uh, you, you can really get, get a, a feel for the type of person uh, that you may have matched up with based on what you find online. Uh, so, yeah, I think. These results are not surprising. I think it's just uh, come through that just so many people are doing it now. It's become something that's, uh, that's this online creeping is, is becoming such a normal thing to do, is, uh, as sad or as surprising as that sounds. To read more about that, you can check it out, techguide.com.au.
2: Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
0: Kicking off the reviews this week we're talking about Audio Technica and their new CKS50TW that's true wireless earphones and these are these are earphones that I think are probably I reckon I'm going to say it right off the bat one of the best sounding bass I've ever heard on a pair of earphones earphones not headphones and that's what they set out to do. They they, they built these to really give you that powerful bass because a lot of customers like that. And I got to admit, i'm i'm not a i'm not a massive fan of heavy heavy bass. But the Audio Technica earphones, the CKS fifties, I think they get it right. It is powerful, but it's somehow it doesn't overshadow the other other parts of the music. So the mids and the highs, they all still get a look in as well. So it's this really nice, expansive sound it creates the bass is in the right place too it it doesn't when it when it's called on you hear it and it's pretty powerful for a pair of earphones but it's it's different to other like beats i'll use beats and the the dr dre uh they're there those earphones are more street sort of bass where it's really exaggerated bass whereas this is it's still natural but yet powerful so it's i think there's a difference Uh, Anyone who's heard the beats will will understand what I'm talking about. But these new audio technicas... I think appeal to a wider audience. The 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 Beats and the, the, the Doctor Dre's they tend to appeal to a younger audience, like Skull Candy, those brands, and the bass is what attracts a younger listener. I think the the Audio Technicas will appeal to a wide range uh, of listeners who will make, typically wouldn't go for the overpowering bass, but this sort of bass, if you can understand what I mean, this sort of bass isn't over the top. It's powerful, but but powerful in the right way. And it, and as I said, doesn't overpower. Doesn't overpower the rest of the music. It does everything else. Still gets a look in. So nothing. I think with those other brands, it does kind of. It does overshadow the other parts of the music. Whereas this doesn't. This tends to give everyone a fair go, and all of the players are really strong in their positions. If you know what I mean. The, uh, these are wireless earphones, slightly larger than your regular earphone, so uh, that's to fit in a 9 millimeter wide driver, and that has ducts on the back to control airflow and provide that acoustic detail. So it uh, does still, as I said, the mids and the highs still sound really good, uh, even with that thumping bass that does, does come through. It, uh, the, the reason the bass is so powerful is because the buds have this airtight fit, so it, it prevents the air from escaping from anywhere else but through the ear tip. So I think that's got that helps keep that bass really strong until it hits your ear. So you don't lose any of that power on the way. Uh, so those little those little details uh, really do mean a lot. The design of these, even though they're larger, the the tip seems to extend a little bit further so they can fit comfortably in the in your ear, uh, but they don't need to be jammed all the way into your ear so they can still sit comfortably on the outside rather than deeper inside your ear. I, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of having to shove the ear, earbuds really deep into my ears because so they, they can hurt sometimes, but these, these were quite quite comfortable despite them being larger and because they're larger they actually locked in on the outside quite well so they stayed in place like i used them running and walking and in the gym and stuff and they were fine they have an ipx4 rating so they're splash proof and if you're in the gym sweating it out or in the rain you're good to go so uh they are uh, they've a bit of peace of mind there uh but i mentioned the base fantastic i think and what helps the bass too, and that, that definition is the active noise cancellation as well. So it do, does a really good job eliminating that ambient sound, whether you're outside, uh, you're on a bus or a train or, or in the office. So there's some noisy offices out there, and noisy households too, by the way. Uh, you can use these to really block out that sound uh, through the active noise cancellation. They do also have, of course, hear-through, so you can let the, your surroundings in when you need to, and you can still hear your music and, and or your podcast really well, but uh, you can still hear the outside world. World, but uh, Hear Through provides that, and you can still hear that really amazing bass, even in the Hear Through mode, which is pretty cool. The uh, For calls, they're also pretty good as well. There's a uh, really nice, clear calls through them as well. What I like, though, is a feature called Side Tone, and what that does, it allows you to hear yourself, so you can hear your own voice as well as the person you're talking to. Now, that, come, that that's a really good feature because you can tell... It, uh, it prevents you from talking too loud. So you'll hear yourself loud if you're talking loud and you can then tone it down because one thing a pet hate of mine is people in an office or on a bus or a train and they're talking at the top of their voice when they don't need to because they can't hear themselves. They've got their headphones on or something on and they can't hear themselves. It's like when people, if you ask someone a question, uh, they're listening to loud music and they try to talk to you they're going to talk loud because they can't hear themselves. They're they're assuming that because they can't hear themselves, they're not talking loud enough. That's why people talk loud when they're listening to music. But in this instance, with the side tone, they can hear themselves and can hear if they're talking too loud. So look, great feature that the people around you will appreciate because I I don't know about you, I don't want to be that annoying loudmouth on the bus or in the office because I know how much it annoys me. I'm really conscious of that. So Audio Technica could really save you in the social situation there. Now, each earbud has, there's a little button on each of them. The left button controls volume, right button controls playback. What I found interesting, though, was where the button was positioned. The button was positioned on the on top of the, ear, of the earbud, and generally that's where I touch the earbuds when I'm putting them on or adjusting them. Uh, so I would have put them perhaps at the back. I, I think... Uh, the having them on top is right where you put your fingers to take it, put them in or out but i don't know that's me i would replace I would them in the back so they're kind of out of the way uh, or, or, or am i the only person who handles my earbuds like that i don't know there is the audio Technica control app as well that can give you four preset equalizer settings or you can set your own you can even change the volume step adjustment so the button can be adjusted. The left button, left button is controls volume, right button controls navigation. So as you press the button on the left, it sends it up to the next increment of volume. So you can adjust the size of those increments. It allows you to do sort of bit of fine tuning there. Now let's talk about the other remarkable thing about the Audio Technica CKS50 TW wireless earphones. And that is the battery the battery runs for 20 hours and that's not 20 hours including the case that's 20 hours just in the earphones with the case it takes it up to 50 hours of power the have I've, I've not heard of power uh, battery life to going uh, for that long and uh The other thing too, a quick charge of just 10 minutes will give you 90 minutes of playback. So if you want to go for a run and they're dead, 10-minute charge, you can run for 90 minutes or go to the gym for 90 minutes or do something for 90 minutes. Now, what what Audio Technica says, what helps maintain the battery life is the fact you can power off each earphone individually directly on the bud. So I think battery runs out when they're just sitting in your ear or sitting, they're not in the case and the battery's running down because they're still on but you can turn them off individually. That, that does help. Uh, and if you're an Android user too, good news, they support Android Fast Pair. Now, what Android Fast Pair is, is kind of like what iPhone users get with AirPods. You know, when you open up a new pair of AirPods and the picture comes up on the front and you just hit pair and it's done. Well, that's what Android Fast Pair is. So when you open these for the first time on an Android phone, this pop-up appears, and so you can pair them right there on the home screen. So pretty cool. The Audio Technica CKS50 TW wireless earphones, they're priced at 249 bucks. So if you're asked, if you're after good earphones, quality or sounding, great bass, awesome battery life, then these could be the ones for you and, and affordable at 249. You're getting active noise cancellation, all of those features from a reputable brand. If you want to read our complete review, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, how many of you listening to this podcast right now have today a a Zoom call or a video catch-up or FaceTime call, or you might be creating some content to share on social media, or you might be on the go, you might be a content creator. How many of you fit the bill? Uh, I'd say a lot of you. And we've got some devices here, some portable lighting solutions that can have you looking your best, camera ready. Uh, they're from a company called HiPOP. There's two products we're going to talk about. The first one is the Loom Cube Video Conferencing Lighting Kit. Now, what this is, is a, a rectangular LED light, which is uh, has adjustable color temperature. So it goes from 32K to 5600K. So that's basically going from white to dark yellow, and so that's the color temperature change. Uh, so you can adjust that brightness. And it has a suction cup, so it can sit on the back of a laptop lid, on the back of your phone, on the back of a tablet, and uh, provides this really nice natural lighting. There's also a little frosted lens layer, so it diffuses the light, so the light is not harshly blasting you and making you look uh, over-lit. The uh, that little frosted layer lens layer really helps soften the light a little bit. There's a built-in battery that runs for two and a half hours at half brightness, or 1.2 hours at full brightness. And I'm hoping that none of your meetings go that long. Imagine having a two-hour meeting, 2.2 hours at half brightness, or one point even 1.2 hours. That's a long time for a meeting. Get it out, get it over and done with. Or you know what though, if you're on a FaceTime call, then of course, you're going to want it to last two and 2.2 hours. I'm pretty sure you would. Depends on who you're talking to, I guess. But uh, that, that's that's the battery life there. There's a small LCD screen on the back of the light to tell you the colour temperature you're at and the remaining battery life, along with the brightness settings. So at a glance, you can tell all of those settings and change it if you need to. Now, the lighting panel is attached to this little suction cup mount, which has a 360-degree ball head. Uh, it looks like a bit like a GoPro mount, the suction cup. So um, uh, that, that's that's uh, it just makes it really easy to adjust as well. So you might want to adjust the angle or the where it's resting on the back, and and it really uh, it really sticks there and is easy to remove too. Once you're once you're done, it has uh, comes with the silicon white diffuser and also comes with the USB A to USB C charging cable. It's got a, it's got an internal battery as well, so you don't need to connect it to anything. You can charge it and away you go. It'll last you up to 2.2 hours at half brightness and 1.2 hours at full brightness. The other product is the Hi-Pop Ruby 6-inch clip-on ring light. I should mention the Loom Cube Video Conferencing Lighting Kit is $119.99. So that's your more expensive option. But the the ring the ring light the, the ruby six inch clip on ring light is twenty seven dollars ninety nine so much more affordable. It doesn't have a built in battery; has a USB cable, so it connects to your computer or to a power to a uh, smart uh, a wall a wall charger. Uh, allows you then to uh, there is a little control to adjust the color brightness uh, and the on-off switch. So it does uh, la- allow you to create this flattering light provided through the ruby ring light. Uh, it does allow you to get rid. Re- what it does, it, it if position at the right angle. The idea of lighting is to get rid of the dark shadows. So it gives you consistent illumination. So you're looking your best at the right angle. And uh, it also allows you to adjust the color temperature. For those who don't know what color temperature, what it, what it looks like, 5600k uh, is the equivalent of natural daylight. so that's the highest but you can you can tone it down a little bit to 32 3200k. that sort of makes it the light a little bit a little bit different, a little bit um, cooler I think.. But uh, it does it, it does have the easy adjustments through the cable as well, so it does uh, provide that difference in brightness. It's dimmable, of course, and the clip though the clip allows you to connect to your laptop lid or to your the desk to your monitor. You can even use the clip itself as a stand, so you can adjust. The, again, there's a ball head mount on this. You can adjust it so the ring the light is facing up and the, the clip, it can be the rest flat on a, on a surface. Uh, the ring is six inches in diameter as well and uh, is really easy to position, whether you're clipping it to something or resting it on a surface. You are going to look your best, though, whatever way you choose. If you want to check out those, uh, the high pop which is $27.99, that's that ring light, but the, uh, the Cube, the, the Loom is uh, 119 dollars So a couple of price differences there, but uh, each uh, for different uses and different budgets. If you want to check them out, you can do that at techguide.com.au. Now, Samsung didn't just stop at uh, the Galaxy S22 smartphones. They also launched the Galaxy Tab S8 tablet. And this is their new premium pro tablet that's going to be available in three sizes, 11 inches, 12.4 inches, and 14.6 inches. Uh, So that's pretty big. So the Tab S8, 11 inch, Tab S8 Plus, is 12.4 inches and the tab s8 ultra is a whopping 14.6 inches that that's the size that's the size of a laptop and that's a lot of room to move uh if you if you are uh if you if we with a tablet they also come with an s pen as well so if you've got the s pen uh, a larger version of the s pen so you can draw and write on the screens as well. So again, delivering premium hardware, premium productivity, uh, powerful performance, and the flexibility. It allows you to work and play wherever you want, anywhere you want to go, Uh, You can do that, and you have the confidence of knowing that if you need to get your tasks done, uh, you can do it, and then when it's time to relax, you've got all this this great video, the great screen quality and audio quality to enjoy your content as well, whether it's you watching a movie or having a a, a video call, uh, it does work really well. There's a new ultra wide front camera as well, three microphones set up so they can see, you can be seen and heard quite clearly. Uh, And also has, uh, in terms of multitasking, you've got multi-active windows. You can run several apps at the same time. It also has Samsung DeX, which is their desktop work equivalent, and it now works wirelessly. So you can can wirelessly connect to a, a monitor and a keyboard and be able to still get all your work done through Samsung DeX. Uh, so, quite powerful right there. Uh, the, they all have AMOLED. Uh, the, the, sorry, the Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra has a, the 14 6 inch uh, model, has the super AMOLED display and 120 hertz refresh rate. So that uh, uh, really looks, so all your, your videos and games look great as well. And if you're scrolling, it's just much smoother. Uh, on board, there are dual 12-megapixel front cameras, so you can take your video conferencing to the next level. Uh, and there's also 4K video quality as well. You can shoot 4K video. They've also got this new auto-framing technology, so the, make, sure, make sure you're in the middle of the frame to, and in focus uh, that's handy if you're in a uh, a video conference call or just creating your own content. It does really help there as well. And the microphones also have this noise reduction technology, so it can reduce your background noise and chatter. So again, really handy for your video calls. I, I love how the how the pandemic is really affected, uh, has influenced the way the the features that are now included. having having a good camera and and all these other the background reduction, noise reduction, uh, is more important than ever, especially since we've been working and learning from home in the last couple of years. So all the companies, not just Samsung, all companies have taken that on board. All of the Samsung Tab Ace 8 models also have quad speakers with Dolby Atmos. So like I said before, if you uh, once you've finished your video call, if you're, then when you want to listen to some music or play a game or watch a movie, you know it's going to sound premium as well. Now these tablets are also the first to support Wi-Fi 6E. That's the new faster Wi-Fi standard, double the bandwidth of Wi-Fi 6, would you believe? So uh, if you've got this, it is going to be a zippy performance if you're online. Tablets also naturally include 5G connectivity as well, so you can connect from anywhere. Forget the Wi-Fi 6E. If you've got 5G, you can connect just as fast, if not faster. So the, the Galaxy Tab S8 starts at 1099 the Tab S8 Plus from $1,499, the Tab S8 Ultra $1,799 and they go on sale with the phones I should mention too. The S22 range and the Galaxy Tab S8 series all go on sale on March the 4th. If you want to read more, check it out at techguide.com.au.
2: You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
0: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers the patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game optimizer can free your PC from power hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide.
2: All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk.
0: The Tech Guide Help Desk, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Belkin. And what we're about to talk about, you can buy from Belkin. Uh, you can buy chargers, cables, power banks, MagSafe products, you name it. They've got it, belkin.com forward slash AU. And what we're talking about, I do i do have a lot of people commenting on the fact that phones don't come with chargers anymore. So the little power bricks, the little power adapters that you put into the wall uh, they're not in the box. And Apple was the first company to to take them out, and it seems every other company is doing the same, most other companies anyway. For the, the Galaxy S22 uh, phones have the even thinner boxes because there's no charging brick, no earphones anymore as well. Uh, a lot of people are asking, well, what do I do? Why are they doing that? Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about the why. And the reason they're not doing that is because... Most customers who are buying a new iPhone or a new Galaxy phone are likely to already own a charging brick that goes that plugs into the wall. You do get the cable in the box, so if if that, you've got a new S twenty two, you'll get the cable that will connect to that uh, that charging brick. Most of the case, so there were, there was a time when I think Apple have recently went from USB A uh, in the charger to USB C. Uh, so the most recent charge you can buy, and I think if, if you buy it separately from Apple, it's a USB C connection on the power, upon the power brick, uh, on the little adapter. But uh, a lot of them had to buy, or with with the new phone, they had the USB C to C to Lightning cable. In the case of the Samsung S twenty two, it'll be Lightning, it'll be C to USB C uh, for charging as well. Now. That, the, if, if you do need to buy one, our great sponsor of the help desk, Belkin, make, uh, make many, uh, a lot of GAN chargers, so these uh, the chargers that can have, that accept both USB-A uh, and USB-C, uh, that, that's, that's not hard to find, and, and you'll find that a lot of people have a charger in their car or at their office or at their bedroom or wherever they happen to be, so I think that's really not an issue. And a lot of people also have wireless chargers too. Wireless charging is becoming more popular now as well. Now, why they do this is to reduce the size of the package naturally, and by reducing the size of the packaging means less packaging to make. Also, they can ship more devices in a single shipment. So you think about the old box was like two, two and a half times bigger than the current model, so that means two and a half times more shipments required to, to send the same amount of devices. So I think from Apple and Samsung and all these companies' perspectives is, A, they're saving on shipping costs, but what they'll promote is the fact that they're sort of being a little bit more environmentally responsible. So all these potential power bricks that could have just ended up in landfill, the people don't need them because they've already got some. So if you've got one already, why have a new one every year with the phone? Uh, that's, That's the other approach. And so, the the, and less shipments means less impact on the environment, so smaller carbon footprint, less stuff ending up in landfill. So, it is a bit of an environmental as well as an economical change. They'll be saving money, not having to produce as much packaging and paying for more shipping and all of those things. So, I think their intentions are are, are pure that they want to save the environment and, and save a bit of money at the same time, and that's the reason why. You don't have a charger in the box anymore, uh, why the boxes are so small. But as I said, if you do want to buy a charger, you can look at our great sponsors, Belkin. And that brings us to the end of Tech Guide episode 489. Thank you for getting this far through the show. Uh, If you need to find out about anything more, you can find everything we've spoken about at techguide.com.au. And we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us by email info at techguide.com.au or just hit the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage. We want to give a special thanks to to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the companies that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.